Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Popping candy. Welcome to the Medex Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. And the crowd goes wild. Yay. <laughs> Everyone. Well, I guess last week, so, you know, that's. Yeah, they're having their Christmas hangover now or food coma. Or food cupboard. This this will be the New Year's food coma episode. Uh, yes. Our people will be in recovery right now. Get your food coma from the food cupboard. This will be the first episode of the new year. Ooh, snazzy. You know, everybody I talked to this year said that these holidays were exceptionally stressful. I'm... Well, different reasons for my stress, but it just seemed weird with Christmas on a Monday. Mm. I, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that, you know, the next day was Tuesday. I kept, you know, Christmas on the Monday felt like a Sunday to me. I don't know why. It did feel like Sunday. It's thrown off the entire week. Mm -hmm. And the sales. The post-Christmas sales this year sucked balls. Hmm. Wow. I did not do any of that. Like Suck balls? <laughs> Go to Christmas sales. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll go back <laughs> over here to my corner and be quiet. No, please chime in anytime. <laughs> um everybody has their post Christmas clearance sale. Uh-huh. They all suck. Huh. Walmart didn't have any toys on clearance. Wow. Their shelves in the toy department is basically empty. But you got Legos, not from Walmart. Yeah. I will say that Target had a really good sale today. Um, Tammy got some Legos, but they had um, a bunch of video games, like $60 video games marked down to 10 bucks. Wow. So. Peter got some Legos. Yeah. Tammy got Legos for Peter. Ah. Yeah. But, no, like, I, I go out Black Friday shopping, and I go out on the clearance shopping. And that's just, if I'm being brutally honest, the clearance shopping is so that way I can get the stuff that I wanted somebody else to get for me for Christmas that I didn't get. So I buy it for myself yeah. on the cheap. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> but both events, I'm looking for video games to just throw into my pile of games I need to play. Hmm. Um. Did really well, surprisingly. Cool. But, yeah, just worst post-Christmas clearance sale. Like, everybody was advertising clearance sales, but when you walk into a store, everybody's just putting out... Um, Valentine's Day at this point. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Which, some of the uh, those chocolate pops, they look pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. The Batman with the chunk taken out of the top yeah. of it. <laughs> It's a it's a new gimmick, which is good. They need new gimmicks every now and then. Yeah. 
I feel like it's going to go the way of the uh, Christmas cookie pop, though. The gingerbread man one. Yeah. Let's see. Then they can have the ones with Easter ears, bunny ears on. and Pastel colors. There Pastel. are Easter ones this year because there's a Guardians 3-pack. Hmm. Is Rocket, Groot, and Star-Lord. If they do that, they have to do Crichton and Scorpius in bunny suits from Farscape. Because <laughs> that's a natural, because that was actually in the show. I doubt it will happen, but... <clears throat> there is Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Hulk in a three-pack. There's two Disney Princess three-packs. And there's two... There's a Ninja Turtle three-pack. Two Ninja Turtle three-packs. I was going to say, so you have to buy both of them to get all four turtles, probably. Yes. I'm going to say two turtles in a different figure. Ah. And they're minis. Oh. And they come on carrots. Oh, kind of like the Valentine's Day hearts. Yeah. Yeah, I did guess that right. Two turtles and an ancillary character. Yep. In each one. Are they itty-bitties, or are they minis? They're minis. So they are like that. Yes. That's okay. rocket with bunny ears. Yes. <laughs> you desperately need I need that. In my life. <laughs> I will keep an eye out. I need that in my life. <laughs> they haven't officially dropped yet. They exist. We know they exist. Oh, sorry, Paco. <laughs> Guess you don't want your head squeezed against the couch. But yeah, those are pretty cool. It's good that they're doing new things. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to throw things against the wall and see what sticks in mm -hmm. about six weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh huh. <coughs> Pretty much. But, I mean, tis the season for absolutely no news. So well, absolutely um, no news. I haven't watched it yet because I haven't had the chance, but uh, Doctor Who had their Christmas special this year. Past couple of years, they've been doing New Year's specials, but they're back to the Christmas tradition. Um, I saw it was a new Doctor. New Doctor. Uh, the House on Ruby Road, I believe, was the title. And while I haven't read any of the articles, all the headlines seem to indicate very positive for it. So, Well, I mean, you're taking a classic idea... And injecting it full of Disney money. Mm, yeah. Although, I guess I shouldn't say I haven't seen any spoilers. I did watch the Goblin music video. There's goblins talking about eating children. <laughs> You'd probably like it. <laughs> it's it's a song in the episode. I would probably love it. I need to listen to it. YouTube goblin song Doctor Who probably will do it. Okay. Um... But yeah, that's my project in the next day or two to watch that. And <clears throat> Oh, and What If? Yes, that's right. What If is dropping, what, one episode a day for the past six days or so. Yep. So I think it wraps up on New Year's Eve. Eleven episodes. I knew there was something else. Yeah, ten plus the one they held the... over from last year. Yeah. The one with Gamora in it. It's huge! And um, Pikachu. Vin Diesel is not Groot. Yeah, I guess he hadn't done Groot for the past couple of Groot appearances. He's got one of those lawsuits pending. Well, you know, AI. Hmm. 
Yep. Oh, excuse me. There's plenty of things to watch, just haven't done it yet. I'm probably going not going to add to Aquaman's box office numbers. <laughs> going to wait till, the till it streams. Dismal, dismal numbers. Yes. Um. But it's so funny because all this stuff coming out is like, okay, they're not calling Aquaman a box office failure but yet the Marvels was a horrible failure and it made more opening than Aquaman. Yeah, and it's like, it's really weird what they, what they're considering box office problems. And it's like, is this because of Brie Larson in it or something? I don't know. It just seems like they've got a thing against her, but... They got a thing against the Kamala Khan actress, too. Yeah. She's not... White blonde and just look forward to the James Gunn stuff and hope it's cohesive and good. <laughs> Pretty much. <sighs> What's I going to mention? Mentioned the good doctor. Yeah, hopefully they'll start dropping more solid hints about. Um. The James Gunn Saffron universe, but I guess the big craze this week was someone said these are spoilers for Batman Two, and they listed villains and Nightwing, and it's like Gunn did a Twitter. Nope. <laughs> I guess someone was just trying to get some hits, or they heard a rumor or started a rumor, and yeah, it was just like four or five villains, and Nightwing was going to be in it, and. No. I think he's going to play with Nightwing. Well, He'd be, be dumb cool. not to. Yeah. Because, I mean, as they... As the DC Comics universe kind of made Nightwing a glue that held everything together, because, I mean, as Robin, he knew everyone, you know, since he was associated with Batman, he knew all the Justice League, he knew all the heroes. Right. And... You know, growing up with them, they ended up, you know, they end up respecting him as Nightwing and everything like that. And that's why when Dan DiDio wanted to kill off Night, kill off Dick Grayson in the one crisis thing, there was just an uproar. I mean, he eventually got his way because Nightwing got that bullet and lost his memory. And he was Rick Grayson for a while and he wasn't Nightwing. Agent Rick Grayson. Yeah, I think. And yeah. everything. So. He, he he got his way. The fans got his way, their way because he got better, you know. Yeah. But stir the pot a little bit. Maybe he didn't want to kill him at all, but the publicity was too good to pass up, you know. The Agent Grayson line, if you ever get a chance to read it from Fifty Two, uh -huh. wasn't bad. I'm assuming that was kind of like the Nick Fury Agent of Shield Steranko stuff way back in the '60s. Yeah. I think I saw some covers that kind of gave me that impression that it was sort of back to the the psychedelic type look. Yeah, he was he was basically I I want to say he was running for Argus, mm -hmm. and he was very James Bondy and yeah yeah it was good. Mm. You would like it. Something that you can pick up at Ollie's yeah. sometimes. Did I, did I mention on the air or off the air last week that I ended up picking the first seven 
graphic novels for the Batman New 52, starting with Court of Owls. You did mention that. They were all in one stop, and it's like, okay, I'm going to get them. Uh, Haven't started them yet, but... You're in for such a treat with Court of Owls. Mm -hmm. Um, The Batman 52 stuff has some wonky storylines. Well, there's a big Joker thing in the middle of this, isn't it? Because they had the Joker paperback of the graphic novel, which, you know, contains this issue, this issue, this is all issues all over the place. Yeah. So it wasn't just a story that was running through Batman? No. Something probably I should get to... Yeah, there's also a Court of Owls thick one, too. Uh, because all of the Bat family was involved in that. Mm. Um, okay, have to look. <laughs> I've got it if you oh, okay. need to borrow it. If you can't, yeah, I've got okay. it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but something major happens with mm-hmm. the Joker. It's what leads to the introduction of the da- the son of Joker. Mm. And, oh man, yeah, you're going to love it. It's great. Here's a bounce house for sale <coughs> for $125. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe we should get it. You want another inflatable for the front yard? Yes. <laughs> Get your insurance ready and you can charge kids admission. No, I'm playing on it myself. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, there's... Oh, we're still watching DS9. We're still not through the first season. Hmm. Like most Star Trek shows, the first season is a little tough to swallow at times, but it gets better. There's a few episodes where I'm like, I remember this one. Mm-hmm. Like when they got stuck in the game. Yeah. And uh, the one where Nog and Jake sell all the stuff. Yeah, the self-sealing stun, self-sealing stun bolts. Yes. <laughs> the writers must have been <laughs> pissed at them that day and gave them that to keep saying. <laughs> um, that was a good episode. And there was another one, but I mean, then there's. There are some episodes that are just slogs, mm. like the one where the psychic mist goes in and they start reenacting a, a previous life mm. with the uh, with trying to mutiny the space station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, it's an <laughs> uneven first, ser- first season, but... What is it? Is it the first three episodes of the second one are connected? Okay. And that that's really good. Ends really quickly, but it's it was a good a good trilogy episode. Um I still like Quark. Yeah. That actor who had vehemently said never again because of all the prosthetics, I guess doing the Deep Space Nine episode, or the uh, yeah Lower Decks episode, the animated one. He's kind of softened his idea on that of being live action again, as long as he doesn't have to do the makeup all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be cool, but I think Deep Space Nine would be too cost prohibitive to redo. Life. To redo. Although, hell, they... Picard season three, but I'm just that's all I'll say since you haven't watched it yet. I know the Enterprise is in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they redid the Enterprise. That's just one set. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Promenade, the Command Center, which is like three levels. You know, it's 
Granted, you can amortize that cost over this cost of the length of the series, but I don't know. I don't want to say Quark would be a useless character, but mm-hmm. Quark wouldn't have the same impact without Odo. Yeah, and you know that they separated them at the end. You know, Odo's back with the Great Link and stuff, and the actor passed away. Right. But uh, so not wouldn't have to necessarily be there, but yeah. I would just like to see, even if it's like I mentioned before, an animated yeah. thing, just just to bring back Cisco and tie up that plot thread. Because I mean, yeah, it it wasn't a happy ending, but you know he's with the prophets, and you know they've had books that have brought him back and everything, and the comics brought him back. It'd be nice if they did it in in the TV show and. Yeah, I mean, he came back for the captain's table. But just make a canon and bring him back in either a live action or animated Deep Space Nine special. They'll probably touch on that in lower decks at some point. We shall see. Things are starting to get rolling again. And provided Paramount doesn't do anything more stupid. Uh, <laughs> if they're going to keep him hauling around with the Star Trek stuff, they should just get rid of it. Like, I know it's their cash. I assume it's their cash. Yeah. It makes them money. But they don't treat it like a cash cow. Mm -hmm. They should be treating Star Trek like they treat the Disney treat Star Wars. Yeah. Just, we have that center link now. We've got, they've already got how many fucking pillars in the ground. Mm. Just start branching it out. I mean... Well, that's the thing, too, now, though. The streaming services are all getting skittish because they're not making the money they expected to make by now. And, you know, it's like, oh, we're taking this show off, that show off. Maybe we shouldn't have this many Star Trek shows, you know? Maybe we got to slow down the Marvel stuff. Well, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the only reason anybody has Paramount is for Star Trek. I could be wildly off base. I mean, Paramount movies, too. They're the home of some things. And then, like, Top Gun franchises Paramount. Yeah. Some other things. It's not necessarily, but, but Star Trek. You watch a movie be. and you're one and done. Yeah. Most of the time. You're not going to get a subscription service mm-hmm. to rewatch a movie over and over and over again. Yeah. True. And I, I mean, I'm a little bit off base there. Maybe I'm a little leaning because of Star Trek. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've browsed the app. It's about as useless as tits on a bull. Mm. Like, there, what I'm saying is there's no yeah. TV shows on there. Yeah. That I'd be like, okay, I need this service for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not Star Trek. True. And yeah, they're they're way off base with making money. I mean, I don't know how everybody was like, oh, well, Netflix is making a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Let's completely flood the market. Yeah. And they're no longer true to the ideals because now all of them have advertising. Yeah. You know, it's like, that was supposed to be the whole big thing. You're ad-free. Dump the cable. Not anymore. I believe Amazon Prime is now going to be putting ads up. I do pay for ad-free on the Disney bundle. Hmm. And Netflix, but we've been with Netflix for so long, ad, the ad option wasn't even an option then. Hmm. But everything else has ads. Just like any of the streaming services that I have. No. I'm 
but you can only I'm watch happy. one show at a time. True. I'm sure I have a backlist of things I should watch. I still haven't watched the... I've only watched the first two seasons of Stranger Things. I still haven't gotten back to watch the last two. There, that show's getting a spinoff, and season five is going to be the last season. Yeah. But those kids are... Well, they'll be in the nursing home by the time it adds. Yeah, it's they're not kids anymore. They're young yeah. adults now. Five years later. <laughs> well, it's... They were already, when they were planning the... Well, the show was supposed to end with the fourth season. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is like, hold on one second. Bring in the dump truck of money. (laughs) (laughs) But the Duffer brothers said that there's going to be a time gap between the fourth and fifth season. There would have to be just because the gap in real life was... To catch the kids up. COVID and kids grow up. I mean, those kids were like 19, 20 Mm -hmm. when they did season four. Mm -hmm. And they were freshmen in high school. Yeah. For the time gap. You can only pull the older person acting like a younger kid for so long before you can't disguise it with makeup. (laughs) And, I mean, this is critical of me, but the show is going into directions that I think are going to take away from it. Mm. Like... They're, they're, they call it queer baiting, basically hinting that one of the characters is. Right, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. gay. Is it Will, or is there a Will, or is yeah, that the actor's Will. name? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this show takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Like, took a lot for adult men to come out as openly homosexual in the 80s and 90s. You're going to have a 14-year-old kid do it? No. He's going to... Like, if that was real, he would have been ostracized. Especially in rural Indiana. I mean... They... Those kids would have been indoctrinated into Sunday Mm -hmm. church. Well, you know, it's in the 80s with the current sensibilities. Yeah. So... Again, I don't... I don't have a problem with any of those things individually. I just think it's going to take away from that show. Yeah. That's all. Because you're bringing social issues into it when the show really... It's not a social commentary. Yeah. So. But we shall see. Yeah, they, I guess they've had four good seasons. Trust them for the fifth. Yeah. No. no. Unlike Game of Thrones. <laughs> <coughs> It just, Where everyone wanted to kill them for the last season. It feels like whenever anything Netflixy starts doing well, mm-hmm. they start bringing in homosexual characterizations. Hmm. I'm kind of waiting for them to turn Luffy gay, since One Piece did so well. <laughs> <laughs> Having not seen any of One Piece, I have no idea if that would make sense character-wise, but... <laughs> Uh, there's no romance in One Piece. Yeah. The the director of One Piece intentionally kept romance out of the series. He said he didn't want personal relationships to take away from the overall story. That's cool. <clears throat> Which, for a Japanese anything, that's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I mean... Because you need the 
14-year-old in a skirt that goes up to her navel, <laughs> twirling around. Um, well, I mean, even My Hero Academia has the Deku Ochaku yeah. tension. And it, yeah, and it's not really a whole lot. No, it's just, it's there. It's there, yeah, because they're kids in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I think that's about it as far as I know of anything newsworthy coming up. Well, there's a spoiler for my hero. Uh, uh, One for All is dead. Yeah, they... Bakugo killed him. Yeah, they ended up, they ended that arc... And now it's Deku versus Shigaraki. Shigaraki. And that's not going too well from the headline I read. No. <laughs> Apparently, Shigaraki took the fourth user's power. Um, oh, I thought from the headline I read he took all of Deku's powers. No, he okay. took just the fourth user's power out of One for All. Okay. So, we don't know... Shigaraki now has the idea that he's going to take every power okay. one by one. Um, and Deku was barely keeping up with Shigaraki with all the powers being used at the same time. Mm. So he took away the fourth user's power is danger sense. It's basically the spider sense. Uh, um, Peter sense. Yeah. But it, it the Peter tingle. Peter tingle. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, it helps him. It was helping him dodge and evade. Mm-hmm. So he's losing that. But it could be that the fourth user, because the fourth user has consciousness inside the ability. All the users have consciousness mm-hmm. inside the ability. Yeah, because he's talked to them. Yeah. So. It could be his downfall, too, for that. It could be, because the fourth <clears throat> user could start taking out all the powers inside of Shigaraki. Mm. But, I mean, Baku goes out. As soon as All for One fell, so did Baku go. And I mean, his heart literally exploded. So, I mean, we assume he's not dead. He's just unconscious. Yeah. He's getting better. Yeah. Well, Edge shot, sacrificed himself. He became Bakugo's heart. Right. Right. So, see how that goes. And I, th- I think um, Shoto took out Dobby. And Ochaku took out Toga. Well, she got stabbed in the kidney. And then uh, Toga sacrificed herself to keep Ochaku alive. Mm. So all the major players are down except for Shigaraki. It's exciting. Mm. I think All for One is down, or All Might is down right now, too. Because All Might became Iron Man. Yeah, I saw something about a suit, yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, I have not watched whatever season is out now on the, the sixth season. Five, six. I just caught up on the anime. Yeah. And it leaves you with stars and stripes flying to Japan. Yeah, see, I didn't... I'm nowhere near that, so... Yeah. But... I'll pick up on that one day, too. Pick back up on that. Still on Hulu. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, you might as well just wait a couple years and just... <laughs> because, I mean, we know what happens to Stars and Stripes. Because that was, like, 
My Hero headline news when that happened. And we're well past that in the American manga. Uh, she doesn't get better. Uh. Yeah. Shigaraki uses his decay in midair. Hmm. Anyway, I don't have any other news other than that. Yeah, and I don't think there's really anything else that's new on streaming at the moment except for What If, and neither of us <laughs> have watched it yet. I've had time, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting choice of when they released it, but... <laughs> yeah, it's over the holidays. Good luck. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't hold it longer. Yeah. They don't have a whole lot in there. Well, Echo going to be coming out. And... <laughs> Yay. And the crowd goes wild. <coughs> but, well, you know, you, you got the product. You might as well get it out there. And maybe they're just assuming that, you know, people got Disney Plus subscriptions for Christmas. Mm. Which, Disney Plus really pulled a fast one. Mm. Um, they're no longer offering yearly subscriptions to Disney Plus. There's Disney Plus gift cards for a certain amount of dollars, like $25, $50, So now if, you know, you put a $100 gift card in because you got it for Christmas for Disney Plus... You might have started it with like nine ninety five a month, but maybe while your gift card is spending, it goes up to twelve ninety five, and that's the new price they're charging you. Wow! So it's not like you're getting you know Disney Plus for seventy nine ninety nine a year. You're getting it monthly with a gift card, <coughs> and the price can change at any time. That's shitty. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is super shitty. Mm. They're gonna get sued over that. No, they won't. Yeah, because it's, it's just a gift card, and you get a monthly subscription, and if the price goes up, the price goes up. And more grandfathered in. That's shitty. I did see something about that. Some grandmother who bought, like, 70 years worth. Oh, that was... They thought the, it was... the couple thought they were going to... The grandparents were getting the... Thought they were getting Disney gift cards for the, for the trip... Park. For the family's trip to Disney. And they got Disney Plus gift cards... <laughs> lots and lots of Disney Plus gift cards. Wow. Yeah. Oopsie. Disney made it right, though. Okay, yeah, I hadn't seen any okay. any uh, fun finality to what happened. I just read the initial story. Well, that's good. The mouse has a little bit of a conscience. The mouse likes money. Yeah. Yeah, we should have given you the trip for free at that point. <laughs> so, Frank, mutant cakes? Yes. What's in our mouth are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Cowabunga Chocolate Cake Bites. Say Get your diabetes now. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so Tammy has a picture of a carrot with a penis. <laughs> and it's a pretty well-hung carrot. It's all the way down to the knees. <laughs> uh, so, diabetes cake bites. Yes. They taste like Ninja Turtles. Turtle soup. I, of course, 
like the Italian rainbow cake bites because they taste like the pastries you get in a bakery. Yeah, there's they can't compare to the regular pastry. Have you seen the things where they're making cake pops and they literally just take an entire finished cake, put it in a blender? Yeah, add the frosting to yeah. it and, you know, pack it together and... Yeah. Smart. I could be crazy. Because I am. This almost has a fruity taste to it. Mm -hmm. It's clearly chocolate. Well... The Italian cake bites. Well, it should and say the flavor. It says chocolate. It does? Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the Italian cake bites are almond cake. They dye it three colors because the Italian flag. And there's a thin layer of raspberry jam in it. Mm. So that's probably what this is, a thin layer of... Yeah, it tastes raspberry, strawberry-ish. Sprinkles, green frosting, chocolate and vanilla cakes, chocolate cream. It's not really saying anything about a fruit flavor, but... Maybe we're all just having a stroke. Yeah, I mean... Food cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, poor Ian. I don't They're think he has good. any idea what he's in for with the giant rats. <laughs> Thanks, listener. Yeah. Gonna get rigged die for that one. I got a 20! I got a 20! I got a 20! <laughs> I psychically vaporize all the rats. Oh, it's on the stairs. I saw it when I was coming down. Thanks. And it raised questions in my head, but then I moved on. <laughs> but. Thank you. <clears throat> Yes, our D&D &D campaign may have a name. <laughs> um, Frank has made me question the name with his fantastic input of two swords, one die. But um, Criticahedron. Hmm. Well, we will have still have time <laughs> to think about it. Mm-hmm. Roll this. <laughs> Short and to the point. Or another one of my favorites. Die, rat, die. <laughs> we just need to get Frank a pet rat. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I know the mice are in the walls every once in a while. So. <laughs> uh, anything else before we move on to our... What's in the box? Oh, yeah. Could do what's in the box. I forgot all about that. <clears throat> there are two in there. There are more than two in here. We have Stitch figural bag clips series four. Stitch! We can do. Oh, it looks like this is decades of Stitch. 50s is an athlete, 60s is a tie dye, 70s is a tux, 80s is a hip hop dancer, 90s is grunge. 
Then Stitch holding a donut, Stitch holding Masubi, Stitch holding a watermelon, Stitch having shaved ice, and then two more stitches. I bet I bet those exclusives are stitches. <laughs> I think I got a stitch. Grunge stitch. It's funny that they call him grunge because I look at it and see a hipster. There's an Obama snow out there. Ooh. I got stitch holding a watermelon. Oh, I'm never going to get mine open. There we go. Is that grunge stitch? Yeah. I've got stitch in the 70s tux. Okay, so we have one more series four and two series three. So I'll put them all together. I still have some cowboy bebops in here. And Tammy got stitched with a lollipop. Ooh. I think that one was a chase. Cool. Yeah, because I remember you mentioning that one. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cute. This Obama Snow will not stay in the bowl. <laughs> no, he stayed in my mane, but he... Oh, there we go. Finally. <clears throat> Did you check the Amora? No, we're just... We're still catching the Obama Snow. I can't help it, you're slow. Nope. Not shiny. You might as well not even try, Peter. <laughs> nope. I think Shiny's a myth. I think they had it turned on for one day and then turned it back off. Yes, Pokemon is in the <laughs> second half of the winter event right now. I, soapbox moment, if I hatch another fucking little dinosaur out of a 10k egg... I got a Dratini today. Better than a Tyrant. Yeah, they could be Shiny. They can be. They're never going to be, but they can be. I got one. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for reference, <laughs> my last 15 10k eggs have all been tyrants. Oh. Ouchie. I, I'm bitter for a reason. Oh, that's cute. Stitching a tux. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> we are trying a new segment today. Uh, so we've done this, something similar before, um, and we did it with Harrison Ford. Yep. Uh, we desperately want, no, desperately, we definitely want feedback from the listener on the segment. Frank, you're calling this? Uh, icons or visionaries or... Okay. <laughs> we really hadn't narrowed it down yet. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to get listener input on it. That's true. But uh, consider this a backdoor pilot <laughs> of sorts. 
this is something that we think could go pretty well and we could get some uh, longevity out of it. But if you recall, some episodes ago we did like a Harrison Ford spotlight. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 184. Hmm. You keep going. I'm going to confirm that. Oh, so kind of gave us the idea of we should do this for like other actors and actresses and directors and people who have influenced or had a very long career in the science fiction fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that's what we're going to do. 174. Wow. That was a while ago then. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I think at that time we hadn't really discussed doing it on a regular basis. We still had our right. segments that we wanted to do every series of ten. Yep. And this was kind of, it was kind of an experiment then, and it went well. And mm -hmm. now we want to see if it can hold its legs on its own. Um, so Frank chose this week's... Santa Claus. No. <laughs> <laughs> this week's actor. Robert Downey Jr., Yes. Or as the meme was, Robert Brownie Jr. <laughs> Giant brownie with Robert Downey Jr.'s head on it. I didn't post it, but... <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I basically know him just as the Marvel Universe. Um, I've known, I know he's been in a lot of other movies. I just have not had the chance to watch them or see anything. The, the movie that I most... Obviously, I associate him most with the Iron Man also... Yeah. But if I was to choose the second one, it would be the Sherlock Holmes yeah. movies. Because he's done Sherlock Holmes. Um, not a uh, bunch of them, but I mean, not a... Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A franchise. That's it. Not a franchise, but I mean, Dr. Doolittle he did. It was a good Doolittle. Uh, he went full-blown blackface in Tropic Thunder. Hmm. Okay. It was a it was a, a parody movie. Yeah. Uh, it was a heavy comedy, and uh, he portrayed a black character in the movie. Mm. And the the point there were black actors in the movie also, uh -huh. but the point of the movie was a bunch of actors got dropped into an actual combat zone. Oh, okay. They thought it was a movie. And it wasn't. Okay. And they were actually fighting with real guns. Oh. <laughs> Interesting premise. <clears throat> In 2008, Downey was named Time Magazine's Among the 100 Most Influential People in the mm -hmm. World. And I don't know how long he's been doing it, but he's branching out of acting, um, executive producing things with Sweet Tooth. Yep. Sweet Tooth. The DC type. DC property on... Is it on Max? It's on Netflix. Netflix, okay. Uh, I thought it was based on a DC property. I could be wrong. I think Sweet Tooth might be Image. Image, okay. Um, first season was on point. Mm -hmm. Second season, less so. Okay. I didn't realize the second was released. I just knew the first one was out. I guess I did know the second one was out. I just forgot. But Sweet Tooth is decent. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, his Tony Stark character in the movies basically influenced a lot more of the comic Tony Stark at this at this point in the mm -hmm. comic book because 
You know, Stark was always, you know, the rich playboy. billionaire playboy. But the sarcasm was just the typical Marvel banter. Mm-hmm. And he just took the sarcasm up to 11 in the movies. And I think that followed through in the comics. He made Tony Stark more sarcastic than and quippy than Spider-Man. Yeah. And they dialed back on the quip with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the movies, the <laughs> Spider-Man, not like he was quipping, but it's more like he was showing the age gap between yeah. them and him. And that kind of made it the quips. Because it's like they, he had references that they didn't know. And you know, how old is this kid? I didn't carbon date him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they took... I agree that they they morphed the Tony Stark comic character mm-hmm. into the Tony Stark movie character. Yeah. Because they started taking the comic character into some of the darkest corners of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> the shit that he did with um, basically destroying half of New York City. Mm. Well, it's a case of, not to get off the Robert Downey Jr. subject here... But it's a case of how they influence each other. Um, Batman is the example. Yeah. Um, Batman's gone through so many phases in the comics. You know, the detective, uh, the camp. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. And it's a reflection, both one media influencing the other. Because when uh, <coughs> Batman became a hit on TV in 66, the Batman comics went to that. Style. A lot more campier than they were, and then gradually returned back to a more detective. With the Dini-verse. I think the Dini-verse helped shape that a lot. Yeah, that that was another way that that shaped that, too. You know, that was way after Batman 66, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was successful. <coughs> Sorry, Paco. <laughs> and you know, they reflected it. As you know, you've got this movie out there. And, see, Marvel or DC did a adaptation of the movie. Let's take X-Men, for example, even though it's not quite what happened. Um, you know, this X-Men movie was great. You know, let's say Marvel did an adaptation of it. You go to the other X-Men titles, and they're nothing like what the movie was. You know, and people are lost, and it's like, eh, I mean, not for me, you know, but... You know, the influences are... Back and forth. So in 1985, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was cast as Saturday Night Live. Um, He was part of a new, younger cast. Um, The season received such poor ratings, he and most of the crew were dropped and replaced going into the 1986 season. I didn't realize he was... And he was voted the worst cast member of all time (laughs) of SNL in its entirety. Oh, jeez. Um, he later got his dramatic acting break with James Spader, which is ironic, because James Spader was Ultron. Ultron. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't classify Robert Downey Jr. as a comedian or a comedic actor. He's funny. He has some comic timing and can deliver the jokes and stuff. But, yeah, I wouldn't have considered him, like, for Saturday Night Live as a... As a comedian. Yeah, he, he... Up to that point, he had been doing mostly theater. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he was Gene Speeder's sidekick in uh, Tough Turf. And then he was uh, in The Bully and John Hughes' Weird Science. Okay. He was also runner-up for uh, a role in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, because he would have been around that age group for, <clears throat> for the John Hughes movies and stuff. Because of this and other things he did in the 80s, he's sometimes named as a member of the Brat Pack. Hmm, okay. I can see that. <coughs> but yeah, he wasn't specifically in that group with like Molly Ringwald and all those others from like Breakfast Club. They were considered the Brat Pack. Yeah. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. Those are really the only two that are really around anymore. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> that you remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his Wikipedia and, you know, going through his movies. Um, he got into drugs in the late 80s. And we all know that Robert Downey Jr. was a recovering drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, most of his movies up to this point, um, less than zero, chances are... Air America, Soap Dish, none of the... He was Charlie Chaplin in the movie Chaplin in 1992. That's right. I forgot about that. I think he got pretty good reviews for that, if I recall. An Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. Okay. Losing Al Pacino in Son of a Woman. But yeah, he's had all these movies and everything, but again, I probably wasn't the household name until... No. Iron Man and the Marvel Universe hit. He was in Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson. I didn't know that. From 96 to 2001, Downey was arrested on several times on charges related to drugs, including cocaine, heroin, and marijuana. He went through drug treatment programs, explaining in 1999 to a judge, It's like I have a shotgun in my mouth and a finger on the trigger, and I, I like the taste of gunmetal. He said he was addicted to drugs since the age of eight due to the fact that his father, also an addict, had been giving them to him. Hmm. In 96, Downey was arrested for the possession of heroin, cocaine, and an unloaded three fifty seven Magnum handgun while he was speeding down Sunset Boulevard. I've heard of this story, too. A month later, while on parole, he trespassed into a neighbor's home while under the influence of a controlled substance, fell asleep on one of the beds... He, did, he received three years probation and was ordered to undergo compulsory drug testing. In 1997, he missed one of the court-ordered drug tests that had to spend six months in county jail. Hmm. Um, he fell asleep on the kid's bed, and when they came home, they found him passed out in the child's room. <laughs> so I don't think we'll be expecting him to adapt, uh, yeah, do an adaptation of Goldilocks anytime <laughs> in the future. <laughs> well, he definitely turned things around. Yeah, well... it. I mean, I'm bebopping through, like, mm-hmm. cherry-picking some of the stuff off his Wikipedia <clears> right now, but, I mean, he was in and out of jail for the next two years. He was on the cast of Ally McBeal. In 2001, it was the lowest point in terms of addictions. At that stage, I didn't give a fuck whether I acted again or not. Tammy is losing it over something <laughs> here. Tammy's having a stroke. <clears throat> Say food cupboard. You'll be okay. Food cupboard. <laughs> Oh my god, it's the thing I just posted on Discord. Cood fubbard. I mean, knowing what he is now, I don't want to say the guy went through absolute hell. Hmm. 
But, I mean... It sure as shit wasn't a straight line. No. I mean, he became the poster child for bipolar disorder. 2007, an episode of Esquire, Robert Downey Jr. stated he wanted to address this whole thing about bipolar... Bi Food cover. Yeah, about the bipolar after receiving a phone call from the Bipolar Association. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Asking him about being bipolar when he denied that he was ever said he was bipolar the caller quoted the people's article which he said he thought he was bipolar so basically like he said that i, I would go from being depressed to manic hmm. and um he he hadn't seeked help of of that up to that point <laughs> but he started getting clean in 2004 he got a lead acting role in the comedy thriller Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I've heard of it, but I know nothing about it. I've never watched it, but I know... I think Tammy actually has it on DVD. That's familiar to me, but I don't... In 2004, Downey released his debut musical album, The Futurist. Oh. That's right. That's ironic, isn't it? Robert Downey Jr. has an album... Well, so does Leonard Nimoy and William <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> I, I believe the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins is on Nimoy's. <laughs> I don't know if we can YouTube that later on, but that's probably going to be scary. So in 2008, Downey starred in two critically acclaimed, commercially successful films, Iron Man and Tropic Thunder. Uh, ben Stiller wrote Tropic Thunder. Um, we all know Iron Man turned out with John Favreau. Mm -hmm. uh, Disney. No, Favreau wanted Downey to be to Iron Man when Johnny Depp was to Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. See how well that went for Johnny Depp. Went very well for Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Disney dropped him like a bad habit yeah. because it wasn't his fault. But uh, so, Avengers, um, the setup in the Incredible Hulk, Tropic Thunder, and then we've got the on again, off again rumors that Disney or Marvel is bringing the original six Avengers back for the one of the later films in this phase. Kevin Feige is not denying that. Yeah, yeah, they're. <coughs> He's been asked directly. Normally, when uh -huh. he wants something shut down, he shuts it down. Yeah, he hasn't shut that down yet. Well, plus though, it's publicity. We've yeah. mentioned before, you know, they need all the good possible rumor publicity they can get at this point. Being Johnny Major, Johnny Majors, yeah, Majors, kind of. Torpedoed things a little bit. Um, Downey was in The Soloist and was nominated for an Academy Award, was also nominated for an Academy Award in Tropic Thunder. Then starts Guy Ritchie's The Sherlock Holmes movies, Marley and Me, Iron Man 2, Sherlock 2, The First Avengers. Then it's just a laundry list of Marvel movies. Yeah. His first role was in 1970. 
in a movie called Pound. He was the role of the puppy. Okay. Was it animated or is he actually in a dog suit? <laughs> it was not animated. Okay. And it was directed by Robert Downey Sr. 92 minutes. Hmm. It does not look good. <laughs> well, that sounds like something we'll have to find one of these days. <laughs> he was an Oppenheimer. I was going to say, was it a very big role? Because I don't recall anything with the promos of him. We're mentioning him. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, His only upcoming thing right now is something called The Sympathizer. Black comedy, historical drama, spy thriller, war drama. Hmm. He's going to be a reoccurring character in it. Sandra Oh is also going to be in it. It's going to be on HBO Max. Hmm. It's going to take place during the Vietnam War. A little more dramatic probably than the Marvel movies that he's been doing. He is not currently listed for any upcoming Marvel movies. Which is subject to change. (laughs) Right. But, I mean, like you were saying before, I mean, he did, he reshaped what the comics had created as Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Stark. And for better or worse, I think it reimagined him as an actor. Yeah. Well, it gave him a lot of leverage, too, in, you know, moving to... The producing aspects of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was not a household name before Iron Man. No. Far from it. He had some good roles, but nothing nearly as powerful as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And he did shape the entire first three chapters of the MCU. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... During that time, there was just a lot of, I don't want to say experimentation, but a lot more freedom in where they can go with things. Mm-hmm. You know, because there wasn't an overall story arc. That just all of a sudden gradually started to happen in end credits and whatnot. And nothing nothing was really planned until they, you know... <coughs> They're like, wait think, a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think they had the glimmer of, wouldn't it be great to get all these characters in one movie? Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't specifically done, okay, we're going to start with Tony Stark, and then we're going to we're gonna do Iron Man, then Captain America and Thor, aiming towards that movie. It was like, let's just get these character movies and see if we can do it. Yeah, was Kevin Feige <clears throat> even involved in Incredible Hulk in the original Iron Man? I mean, really? I don't think so, because... The first Iron Man was Favreau. Right, but the first couple of Marvel movies... Still weren't under the Marvel banner yet, if I recall correctly. Marvel Studios didn't start till they were able to get a couple movies under their belt and get the financial stability for it. Yeah, I think those first two were actually under Universal. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I know it was a trivia question on one of the game shows. I think wasn't one of the Thor movies the first one to go under the Marvel Studios banner? It was the first Thor movie. Okay. Which was the fourth MCU movie. Yeah, somewhere around there. Because I think 
Captain was two. Yeah, and Iron Man three. Or Iron Man two. And then Thor. Okay. And then it would have been Avengers after that. Well, no, we would have had... Did we have Avengers after that? We would have. No, I think Thor 2 was before that. No, because Thor 2 took place after Guardians 1. I'll have to go look up the timeline. <laughs> I have Google! Oh, he's got the Googles. No! Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and Marvel's The First Avengers. Well, the first the first Avenger was Captain America 1. Captain America, the first Avenger. Well, the the first Avengers movie was... Oh, okay. You, yeah. you were saying... The, okay, you weren't doing the subtitle. Okay. Yeah. Then it was Iron Man 3, Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians, Ultron, Ant-Man. Okay. And then Phase 3 started with Civil War. Gotcha. Strange, Guardians 2, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Marv Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home. And then Black Widow, which was... Okay, so... Prequeled. The first Iron Man was good. Incredible Hulk was good. Iron Man 2 was... The first Thor was good. It wasn't relaxed. Once they started relaxing Thor, they got better. Yeah. Um, first Avenger, Captain, the first Captain America was great. Mm -hmm. um, up there with Iron Man and Hulk. First Avengers was great. Mm -hmm. Iron Man 3, not good. No. It was okay, but yeah. It was better than Dark World. Yeah, the problem with Dark World was there was so much interference with it. <coughs> yeah, the director wanted to go one way, the studio wanted to go another. Yeah. He wanted it a lot. He wanted it darker. Yeah. And they basically you know, crippled Malekith's character so it wouldn't be so dark. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they took away a lot of that. And... <coughs> then oh, we well. bounced back with Winter Soldier, which was good again. Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy was okay. <laughs> As an introduction to six new characters, or more. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was one of the better Excuse MCU me. offerings. Um, Age of Ultron. I think that's the worst Avengers movie, personally. Of the actual Avengers movies, uh -huh. I think it's the worst one. Well, it's out of the four of them. It's hard to really compete with the four of them. Yeah. Because they're all up there. Yeah. It's just one of them has to be first, and one of them has to be last. Yeah. And I think Ultron is last. Yeah. Uh, I think they underutilized Pietro. I know they had to have a sacrificial lamb. Actually, he wasn't supposed to die. Really? Yep. And he was joking. He, uh... What's his name? Uh... Director. Josh Whedon? Yeah had been saying and joking about it and Feige says go ahead you know it's like yeah if you want to do that do that if it makes a better movie you know so he wasn't actually supposed to die but you know it wasn't like an intentionally um you know uh, ha, ha, we're gonna kill an Avenger off at the end of this for you know the effect 
no, he wasn't supposed to die. And they, he was, you're really going to let me do this? Yeah. <laughs> so they did. Weird. Uh-huh. Uh, the first Ant-Man was better than I had expected. Mm -hmm. I thought that movie was going to be awful, and it yeah. was good. Well, considering what that went through, too, because Edgar Wright was supposed to be the writer and director of it, and this studio wanted to go a different way, and he decided not to go with the studio. Yeah. Uh, Civil War. I, that's one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange. Good, not great. Yeah, it's another one of those where you're introducing a lot of weird concepts and hoping the audience... You know, Doctor Strange wasn't exactly a household name. I think they did a better job with Doctor Strange and What If than they did with him in his own movie. Yeah. That's my hot take. Guardians mm. 2 great spider-man homecoming wait that's the first one right yeah yeah he's that one back, was good coming back to marvel yeah the, the dual title that was good ragnarok was great i don't know anybody who didn't like that movie then black panther see that's supposed to be a great movie like mm -hmm. th that resonated eh? it did quite well though yeah it did very well but as a movie, I mean, I, I think the character is more popular than the movie was. Because, mm. you know, T'Challa, his character was good. It's they, when they tried to do the Disney princess thing. That... <laughs> <clears throat> uh, then we get into Infinity War. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Both great movies. The first Captain Marvel was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, it's the whole people didn't like Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, Endgame, great. Spider-Man Far From Home, amazing. Like, the best of the Spider-Man movies. But that's just because of the fanfare that they did. Um, Black Widow. I liked it. It was good. I wouldn't say it was great. I think they, they set up a lot with introducing the new characters. Yeah. It was a swan song. Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi was good. Eternals. I thought Eternals was good. I don't think it was bad. But it's it's just like what Fox had with the X-Men. Although the X-Men had the popularity behind them. You know, right. Here we are. We have to introduce you know, all these new characters. Give them some screen time. And go for it. But, you know, and don't lose the plot while you're introducing all the characters. But, again, like I said, with X-Men, they were familiar to a lot of the audience. Right. They didn't have to introduce yeah. those characters. Eternals. Oh, that was a that was a comic back in the whatever. And what is it about? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, I'm mistaken. I thought Far From Home was the last Spider-Man movie. No Way Home was no the last. No Way line. Home. Yeah. yeah. So, No Way Home was the best Spider-Man movie. Far From Home was the worst one. Um, then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which we've talked about this multiple times. It yes. wasn't even a Doctor Strange movie. No. <coughs> he was a side character in his own movie. Yeah. So that one gets a thumbs down. And then Love and Thunder also gets a thumbs down. Again, Thor was a side character in his own movie. Mm -hmm. um, Black, Panther, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Well, 
that was just sidetracked from all the real yeah. life stuff. So I'm not going to say it was bad or good in that case. It's just we have a movie. We we can either recast, rewrite, or do whatever and hope we don't miss opportunities. They did a good job with Ironheart. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, Quantumania. We were just more, talking about this last week. More servicing a story than servicing the characters. <laughs> it's like Doctor Strange 2. Uh, Guardians 3. That was probably the worst Marvel movie that ever came out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are losers. Um, we're in a basement. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're in the studio. My mistake. Uh, I will give Guardians of the Galaxy that it was definitely probably the best directed Marvel film. Hmm. And I will put that above the Avengers. I'm not saying it's a better story. It was a good, it was a great story. Yeah. Well, when you have to wrap things up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hard to do. <laughs> they, the, the direction that they took that movie, mm-hmm. though, like, we were all in the theater basically crying. Like, <laughs> Three grown men and two grown women in the theater crying, watching that. Still haven't watched it again. <laughs> uh, the Marvels, I think it was good. Yeah. Um, it didn't have the same director impact that Guardians had, but it was good. Yeah. Um, Captain America, the New World Order is not out yet. Thunderbolts. It's calling for both of these to come out next year. This must not be updated yet. Hmm. Because yeah. then it's calling for Blade, Deadpool 3. And Deadpool 3 is the next one coming out. Yeah. And it still has the Kang Dynasty. Oh, that's news. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we touch upon that last week? We may have. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jonathan Majors is pretty much out at Marvel and... They pulled the He's pretty the much title. in jail. Yeah, they pulled the title out from the Avengers movie, so it's not Kang Dynasty anymore, but they're not saying what. Uh, Which is understandable, considering that I think for a while they've probably been drawing up backup plans, but they just haven't finalized anything yet. So, um, to wrap up the Ra- Robert Downey Jr. thing... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking yeah. about, yeah. Because we took the, the MCU side quest. Yeah. Well, he's definitely the father of the cinematic universe. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about how they treated his character when they killed it off? And do you think bringing him back would renege the the send-off that they gave him? That was a touching it, moment. I don't want to say it would cheapen his death. <laughs> that's not quite the word I want to use, but these are comic book movies. Yes. You know, and people die and come back in comic books. Yes. I I can see them if they're trying to get the original cast together. They're going to be from a point in time before his death. Or in an alternate universe where he didn't die, but they still beat Thanos. Or where Thanos never showed up. You know, they could be all there when they meet and they go, what about Thanos? And they go, Thanos who? You know, and... I, I don't think, you know, it's just the way they do it will influence that. Because in our multiverse, he died. In someone else's, 
he probably didn't. So it's not going to be the same character, and I think they'll make sure they drill that into us before they before he shows up. Say, so, yeah, Tony Stark died. This is not your Tony Stark. This is a different Tony Stark. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the whole I love you 3000. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they they can't really negate the fact that these actors are going to be older. So I think if they do it, I mean, they can either spend all the money on making them look younger, or they can just do it that their multiverse never heard of Thanos, and he never came, and they never had to sacrifice. Thanos back, too. Yeah, and that means, you know, Black Widow didn't die, Tony didn't die, Vision could still be around, all these characters who were... Steve. Yep. All the characters who died or were altered, they could still be there just for the fact that they never had a run-in with Thanos. Because any time Thanos is going to get the stones, you're going to lose Black Widow and Vision. Yep. I would love to see a happy ending for Scarlet Witch and Vision. <laughs> Other than the the false happy ending they got in WandaVision... But that's just me. <laughs> I don't think it's just you. I think everybody wants to see what happens with Vision next. Mm-hmm. But Robert Downey Jr. has almost taken an approach of he's like the new Stanley. He's the face of Marvel, and he's not even oh. part of Marvel anymore. Yeah. And Kevin Feige wants that so bad. Mm hmm. He'll never have it. <laughs> this is the sound of Marvel popping candy fills the mic. <laughs> well, that was Visions or Icons, icons or... We won't say the other option we had yet. <laughs> Visions... Or Vicons. Celebrity Spotlight. <laughs> Let us know what you think about it. Comment. Yeah, what would you add, take away? Help us shape what it's going to be. There you go. Till then, check out the link to our Discord below. And no matter what happens to you, Meta Hex, the Discord is still Theseus Media. Yes. And join us next week. For something. <laughs> For something. Yep. Clearly we haven't thought too far ahead right now. No. <laughs> well, a lot of times we hadn't. <laughs> yeah. Play around with something new next week. There you go. Till then, have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs>